Welcome to our first ever podcast, Free Game, All Game, where some might make boats to stay afloat, but we're here to jet ski. Facts. We're here to just run the water. Facts. So let's get into this. This is our first ever podcast. This is YZ on the mic. I go by the name of Yasser. You can introduce yourself. My name is Amir, but I go by AR. And I guess let's start off by why we started this podcast. And to be honest with you, we just talk business all the time. And it's better for us to actually make a platform where now we can involve other business minds and at least maybe come out with a, a, like a, well, other business options and other business people can, you know, relate. So this is like a platform for anything business. Yeah. What do you think? Just just to add on to that as well, um, free game, all gain. The reason why we why we we wanted this is as as wise you said, we're always having these conversations about business, um, and it's always among us. Uh, we have obstacles that we face that we overcome, uh, but we learn as we go. So mm-hmm. the one thing that I guess uh, we're trying to do as well is to learn from our mistakes and learn and from then, others too, and learn from others too, and we showcase it. So you guys, it's kind of like it's like this platform is like progressing, like you see us progress, and uh, based on that, you learn from our mistakes. We're learning from other people's mistakes, mm-hmm. and like that, you make better decisions in the in the business world. Yeah, exactly. And free game, all game. I guess. How did we come up with that name? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good one, right? So for me, well, I think it was you that came up with the free game concept. Free game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on the no pain, no gain concept. Yeah. And we kind of, I guess, combined it. And now it has a ring to it. Free game, all gain. That's right. And realistically, that's what we want for, for this podcast. That's what we want for our listeners. Kind of like, this is a place where you lose absolutely nothing from listening. Yeah. And you can... in. Like tune in yourself and I guess use it as ideas mm-hmm. and I don't know, but there's nothing to lose when there's you nothing to lose when you come on our podcast. Pretty much, that's for sure. That's a guarantee. That's, that's a guarantee a, that we're selling. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. Fact. You're not All losing right. anything. Let's go. All right, let's get into this. So, what you want to start first? Or? Uh, okay, I'll start. So, intro, just so you guys have an idea of who we are. Yeah, who you guys are listening to. You guys have to know who you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why, why we have these mics up and set up and everything. So, I, I'll introduce my myself. So, again, I go by AR. Um, my work history um, is, so I've always... What was your first job? What was the worst job you had? My worst job? Uh, I was doing door-to-door sales. Selling oh, yeah, uh, furnaces hard. in Brampton. Uh, oof. One of the worst. I thought it was an office job, but I got finessed. <laughs> and I ended up, first day I was doing door-to-door knocking. And yeah, that, that, that didn't work out. I left the same day. Um, I know you. You have a history of doing that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a runoff ship. <laughs> mid-shift, I cut. Mid-shift. I said, yo, this is not what I signed up for. Because we came in a shuttle. So I'm like, yo, there's no way. So we had to leave back in a shuttle. So I'm like, mm. I'm not doing that. So I took one of those Zoom buses oh. and I just went home. I said, yo, oh, I'm not having it. Yeah. But so that was that was my worst job. But from there, I, I went, I started working at Zeller's. I was working at CNE. Um, I, was in the, I was in the fr- I was working in, in the food. Um, food department? Yeah, food department. I was I was the the fry the making the fries mm. at the fryer. The curly fries. Curly fries, making the curly <laughs> fries, yeah. Um and then from there I evolved to starting work started to work at in the automotive industry. So I started working at like the body shops, 
or and slash mechanic shops. I started Did you working. do something with Tropicana? Yeah, so I worked at Tropicana for summer. Um, they give you know they give you like um, like you choose your your priority right like what you want to yeah, do yeah like yeah, yeah you made so automotive first I made automotive first yeah I told them that, and they they told me like you know we don't have that many openings for something like like we don't usually have jobs for that but they're like okay no problem and I got a call and I was working at a body shop slash mechanic shop yeah. not too far so I was I was there for about three four months loved it learned a lot and I think that's what. That's when your obsession started. My obsession with, with cars. cars started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they, 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 I learned a lot there. And then uh, from there, basically, my passion grew for cars. And then I started working. Um, I started working at uh, Audi, at an Audi dealership. Audi Queensway. Yeah, Audi Queensway. I worked at, uh, and then actually, while we worked at Audi Queensway, that's when we also working car to go. Car to go, yeah, mm-hmm. we got we got the car to go job. So I don't know if you guys know car to go. Car to go is a, is like a car, car sharing, sharing company. Yeah, yeah, it's a car sharing company, and basically you just rent cars and you drive it wherever, and then you just drop it back off as long as it's in the zone. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to return it back to where you picked it up. I think most people remember it by smart, smart cars, cars and and then Mercedes. The Benzes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benzes. That's what they, B-class. <laughs> and then they brought the CLAs and the GLAs. It's yeah, like they yeah, got yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, that's you guys probably know by the, by those little smart cars that were just zipping around the city. But yeah, um, yeah so we started I started working there and then yeah, from there you know, that's when things started to take off cuz car to go left and then yeah. School uh, school, yes. Yeah, so I I was studying uh, immigration law. I was studying at York University. Uh, I started in 2014 or 2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015. First year. My first year. Um, initially, I was in criminology. I loved criminology. But then I realized one class, the professor asked, why are you guys all in this class? Like, what are you guys trying to do with this class? And I realized, yeah, like, like, what's a career? Like, what's the career? Yeah, like, you what's know? What's the real end result with it? There, yeah, exactly. So he asked that. And then, like, I would say, like, half the class was, like, to be an officer. And I said, idiot thing. That's I said, not what you're... <laughs> <laughs> that's not my goal, you know? I just yeah. like criminology. Yeah, you, like, you, it was just shows, like, the yeah, movies, you, know? you liked it, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, yo, that's not what I'm trying to do. And then he was like, yeah, you know, if you want to be in the detective work, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I like the course, but that's not my end goal. Mm-hmm. So then luckily, because it's first year, a lot of the courses that um, are are similar to um, immigration law. So law and criminology kind of had um, the same similar, like first year. Yeah, 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 similar courses. So I was able to transition. I was uh, transition over and I was doing uh, immigration law. I loved that. Then I decided that I'm going to be like a, an immigration lawyer or immigration consult, uh, uh, consultant. Paralegal or, or something. Yeah, yeah, in the paralegal world. And yeah, I started to do that. Second year, I think no, my first year there was a there was a strike. Oh yeah, York had like three strikes. York is one of the worst. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into it. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it. But York, oh, they 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 really played with me. So yeah, first year strike. So that threw me off. Um, then second year went in. Third year strike again. Again, right? Or third year or my or my fourth year there was a strike. Yeah. And that's, that that during that strike was the time that I was on track to graduate. Mm-hmm. But because of the what happened on the strike, basically they said you either have to come. I think it's like you have to come in back for like summer school, semester or, or or they credit you, and then you're supposed to take it again the next year. That's some nonsense. But then my life kind of took a shift. I started the end to of the day, just like then, everybody's yeah. life, the money the money rules. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the reason why that strike even happened. I know the it's teachers. All about money. Are, yeah, it's, it's all, about, all money. about money. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. So I guess what let me 
Yeah, let yeah. me get into my work history. I guess I think one of the first jobs I had was calling in. Yeah, calling. Mm. That one, uh, I didn't like it. One, it wasn't too many hours. I, I like the fact that I didn't have to work six, seven hours. But at the same time, I wanted that six, seven hours of money, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I'm only doing like three, four hours, you know, here and there. It was a good part-time job while I was in school. And then from there, it's just like, you know, different opportunities. I was just taking whatever at that point. Like, in order to go buy what phone I want, because any price tag you tell an East African parent, if it's too much <laughs> than what they want, they're going to just go crazy. They're going to say, no, we're not getting it. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. least if I had my own money now, yeah. there's no, you can't tell me, no, I'm going to go buy what I want, right? Yeah. So, I started working, got a cell phone. I think that was like the first big thing for big me. Big purchase. A big purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the iPhone 4 or something. I don't know. But yeah, so I was working. I guess CNE was one of the jobs I did. I did tickets. I did a few things at CNE, actually. That's what made me actually want to go back to because I didn't like going for the same thing, same thing every year. It was pathetic. First time I went, I did tickets. I was in the ticket booth, like on the CNE grounds. And then the next year, I, I was in games. I was in the kids section. I was in games. And then the so with the microphone, where you're, no, you're I didn't have no mic. Now. Oh, you're just there. I was just there okay, walking okay. around. Okay. That was cool though. But that taught me a lot. Oh my goodness. Cause the managers, like each, each tent, I think the owner had three tents, like mm-hmm. three big tents. So he had three games, but they're all right beside each other. And there was a manager in each of them. And then they would just hire three or four kids and just kind of rotate us through each game. Mm. But we didn't realize that the managers and the owner had a had an issue with each other because the managers were getting commission. So they right. had their own money box. I don't know if you guys ever worked games when you have your money pouch. Yeah. When it gets too full, you put it in the box. Yeah. So what the managers were doing were they would kind of take the money and be like, yeah, let me count it for you. Or let me do this. Let me oh, do that. Lee. And instead of just putting it in worker one, two, threes box. They would put it in theirs because theirs is commission. Right, so right, right. They knew that we were getting hourly regardless. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. And we didn't care. But yeah, long story short, I think the owner caught on and they had a huge beef. And I just remember one day, I think it was a Friday. It was Friday payday, right? I think so it was Friday. It was like the second or the third Friday, like closer to the end of CNE on one of the paydays the owner like completely shorted them like <laughs> abuse <a lot. laughs> it was worse than that. how are we getting more than the marriage <laughs> they were cheese like they were mad so each of them they plan like a little walkout in the middle of the day mm. on one of like the busier on the weekend is usually the busiest yeah so like at a busy time like they just cut they just left and like the manager, like the owner came to us like, oh, like, you know, I really appreciate that you guys are here helping. Da, 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 da. I don't know why. And we, I never seen those people again. Oh, so they got fired. Yeah, they left. Holy. They left. Okay. But yeah, that taught me a lot, you know. You go through different jobs. You see like how owners, you see how managers, you see how employees, you see how everybody acts, you know. And seeing you was a joke, but like if you were really there and trying to understand everything, like a lot of the structure that they had going on there would teach you a lot more about more other businesses. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than that, what well, I did Tropicana. The one thing about funny about that Tropicana job was I remember I applied for like 
two, two, three times in a row. So the first time I didn't get it. One time I went with two of my homies. So they gave a great story because you already know Tropicana. You got to give a good story. Yeah, you have to give a story. Yeah. If you have a good story, they're going to give you a job. Yeah. You know, not everybody makes might, it for Tropicana. We're giving these guys free game right now. This is free already. game right now. Anybody this is that 12 wa- minutes in. Yeah, free game. And at the end of the day, <laughs> if you have a great story, they're going to give you, you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two of my homies got got in and I was there. I walked back out and then, you know, we're all talking our stories, right? Yeah. I'm looking like... You finesse or what? I know yo, you're bullshitting, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, dog. I was being the nice guy, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I didn't want to, like, I was sobbing it. I was yeah. making, like, a little bit of a sob story, but I didn't, like, make it, like, oh, like, I can't feed myself. Like, you know? <laughs> like, to the point where it's that bad. They feel so bad for you that, like, yo, you, you have to give this guy a job. <laughs> but, yeah, so pretty much two of my homies got it, and I didn't. And... Luckily, we got in close with one of the people that were part of the hiring process. So he even looked at me. He's like, bro, just come back next year. I got you. So say no more. So, but like he knew my situation too. So it's like the one good thing I took about that day, which was weird because I thought that day was a failed day is before we went in for the interview, the lady, she made us all create a LinkedIn account. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I created that. Which I found no use for yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, once I finished school, it was kind of like, okay, now you're entering a professional world. LinkedIn is like a Facebook yeah. for the professional world. Like, people are going to give you looks on LinkedIn. You're going to find other recruiters in big companies. Like, you know, if people want to enter big companies and stuff, you, you have to have a good LinkedIn account. Like, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll look at that shit, you know? Yeah. So that was one good thing I took from that day. Long story short, you know, I didn't get the job that year. The next year I got it, I was in Tropicana, and then they gave me a restaurant job. I didn't want a restaurant. I asked for retail, but I think the kids in the previous year, like, fucked up the Foot Locker job. You know, very oh. dumb shit. Yeah, some of those jamming shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into the story of that, but yeah, someone jamming shoes. Are you going to put kids from the hood in Foot Locker to work and you're going to give them like responsibility? They're going to use it to their advantage. Like, you know, you have to use your brain. Long story short, I worked at a restaurant and part of me liked it, but when it was rush hour in a restaurant, oh my God. Like, you're working. You're working for your money. Well, you wait, you're you're, uh, the waiter. No, they had me. So they brought in all of us Tropicana students and they said, yo, you're pretty much gonna do everything we're gonna teach you to do everything so we're in the back doing dishes we're in the back portioning food they let some of us kind of help with so this the restaurant was Eastside mario's so they had a like a chef's line and then they had like a salad area and pizza area yeah so yeah. they would teach us those things too um they did tell us you'll get your smart serve and we'll show you like the bar and how to wait like yeah. be a waiter or waitress but uh, i was too lazy for that but so they had us hosting so we'd be at the front and seat people to their tables. We wouldn't take their orders, but we would host. We would bust the tables after they leave. But and then, like, is that cleaning? Like you clean the tables. Okay, okay. And then we would be in the back doing dishes or pour, like when there's dead time, we would be the ones portioning food. Usually in the mornings, that's when we'd do that. But yeah, no, I liked working there. I liked it still. It, was, it wasn't too bad. Plus I had a few like good co-workers that i end up meeting you know cool guys and shit so that wasn't too too bad but at the same time i was doing that i remember that's when pan am games came to oh i forgot about csc i think that was the best hustle that was the craziest flex that was was the best hustle because they paid you to get your license and then they're advertising they're gonna pay you 19 an hour 
for the shift when it was really 17 and you get a $2 bonus. Yeah. If, yo, you got your $2 bonus? I got the bonus. And I remember they said, oh, if you come late, you're going to lose your bonus. Yeah, I don't think I got it. I don't think I got a bonus. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think I they rolled the dice with that one. Because, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's people that came late and still got the bonus. And then I guess there's people that, I guess if you did like some messed up shit or yeah. maybe you didn't qualify for that many hours, they wouldn't give you the bonus. But yeah, so that was a great hustle. Anybody that did CSC, a lot of people probably, like, a lot you of know, people do that. I yeah, think the whole Toronto that had a job. A that lot year. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know why? Because we would get our license before the Pan Am Games. Yeah. So the real hustlers. Already went and got security jobs um, before Pan Am Games started. So niggas are already working yeah. security. Yeah, yeah. So that really plugged in everything. But I think that washed out that whole entire industry. Saturated sec- the market. Saturated, yeah. Completely. Oh, my God. Because security used to get like 19 hours. This one minimum wage was 11. Yeah, yeah, They used yeah. to get like 18, 19. They used to get a lot of money. Then all of a sudden when we come... <laughs> <laughs> After Pan Am Games, <laughs> we're here working minimum wage. We're paying for our uniforms. That's non-refundable. What the hell? <laughs> Some bullshit. But yeah, we were ready for that. But like, you know, it saturated the whole thing. But it was it was a good come up. Like if you were able Super. to. Yeah, that was a good time. So around so what? So security. I remember I was doing security. And then when the Pan Am Games came, I was doing... Because they, they put me right up at York. I was so happy. Oh, so right yeah, beside the curb. Yeah, yeah, right. So I was there for majority of my shifts, the security shifts. And then luckily, I was working at the Eastside Mario's on steels. So it was 10 minutes away. You were doing both. I was doing both. You were doing Pan Am and Eastside Mario's at the same time? Yeah. And then, see, the thing with Tropicana, you had to do your 40 hours a week. But they left it up to you and the employer to figure it out. So I was, I was like, cause Pan Am Games, I don't know if you remember, they gave you your schedule in advance. advance yeah. So I had that schedule in advance and then I'll time it with uh, Eastside Mario's. Luckily for me, Eastside Mario's has a, like a, a morning shift, like a daytime shift. And then they have an evening shift, like a two to 11. Yeah, it makes sense. So I was working with them with that. So anytime I, I was doing security in the morning, I would go straight do restaurant in the evening. Mm-hmm. And then the days that I wasn't working security, I'll just go work in the daytime at the restaurant. And then I think like closer to the end of Tropicana, I just had to breeze it because security gave me more shifts. And then I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get my do 40. Both, yeah. yeah. So I think in the last two weeks of Tropicana, I just left. You didn't even call him nothing. Just yeah. I told my homie though, he was sad. He's like, yo, you're not coming to work? I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not coming back. <laughs> He's like, yeah, why not? Because <laughs> he was super bored. He was by himself, right? It was yeah, just yeah. me and him. Yeah. And yeah, but I had to cut, you know, obviously there's more money to security. Yeah, security time, yeah. So I just took that. And plus security is a lot. You're, they're throwing you around in the, in the restaurant. Yeah, in the restaurant, I was doing everything. But security yeah. is you sit in one place. I remember one of the night shifts for security for Pan Am, bro. I'm up in the, I don't know what it's called. It's like a, not the tent, but you know, the, the high seat, the high chair where in the, in a, the, ten, in the like a tennis referee. Huh? You're talking about the glo- the box, the box seats. N- not the box seat. I'm talking about like, you know, when you watch tennis and okay. you see the refs. Okay. And the refs are like, kind of like on, on the, the high. Yeah. 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 So wh- I think it was at UFT on their campus. I was doing one night shift. It was like my first or second night shift. Cause I worked all my shifts at York. And then when I, as time went further, like as the summer went on, they started placing me at other places. And then when they placed me at UFT, I remember one night shift, I was up in the, in like the little tent referee the thing, floor. whatever it's called. Yeah. And there was raccoons <laughs> all over the place. I said, yo, I'm never coming back. <laughs> I was terrified, bro. I couldn't do nothing. But that was the one thing that bothered me about night yeah. shifts for Pan Am. Yeah. We're outside. 
Only I think Ryerson was inside. I was I was in, I was inside. I was, yeah, at, Ryerson? I was at I was at Rogers Center. Or oh. Scotia Center, whatever they call it. Oh, that's sick. With the ACC or Rogers Center? Actually, you got early shifts, right? I got early shifts, yeah. I didn't get early shifts. Oh. I didn't get early shifts. Because I think it's because I, I think they go by your, your area. So they that's give what you they York. said, but me and my bro had the same address. My bro's down at Ryerson complaining. I'm like, you're right beside the curb. Oh, like, no, I, got, I, I got Rogers Center, and then I think my whole all my shifts were Rogers Center. Yeah. Like they nah, just that's the thing. Yeah, when they put you at one place, they want to keep you there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you know what the best place for shifts was the um, where the players were staying. The hotel. The hotel. Is there a no, hotel? Like it was. It was like a residence or some shit. It was like near GBC oh, Lakeshore. Okay. I know. I remember one of the madam had where it, too. it was right. One of the madam had it. You know why they were the best? They had the best food. Yeah, yeah and I remember had who had it. Food. It was in a Tobacco. It was in a Tobacco, right? No, it wasn't. Oh, because I, I remember it was like DT. Oh, okay, okay. Because I remember a spot. Uh, okay anyway but yeah no they had the best food yeah they were feeding us Yeah, that was the one good thing about Pan Am yeah Yeah, they give you food yeah they give you food every shift yeah you're not paying for nothing the whole day straight profit yeah you know what's funny too when we were sitting at some of the gates I don't know if you spoke to any of the cops you know the cops that were there were getting like times 80 bucks an hour yeah (laughs) times two like some next shit and I'm like and the cops were effing around bro they I'm were doing less work than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know, I know. Fam, the one cop said, yo, a, a car was coming in and we were at the gate. Um, at, uh, I was at CNE. Yeah. And I think that's where they control. What was it, like BMO Field around that area? No, no, no. It was at CNE grounds. You know where the streetcar, you know, it's Strawn? Oh, yeah, where the streetcars come in. Yeah, so they blocked oh, okay. it off and then they basically only allow like certain trucks to come in. Certain like, vehicles. To, yeah, to drop off food or something like yeah. that. Right? So he's like, you want to like, yo, mess around? There's a cop. Yeah, you want to mess around a little bit? I said, bro, I don't know. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, I don't understand what this guy's trying to say. Yeah, he has those things, those mirrors are on a stick where you can go under the car and like. Oh yeah, and you could look. Yeah, fam, he a car came in. He said, one second, I have to inspect you. Yeah, the man in the car is shaking it because he doesn't know what's going on. Pretty shook. He's the man's like checking around the car, everything, and he's like, yeah, you can go ahead. And then. When he left, the cops are laughing. He's like, yo, you was scared, blah, 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 blah. I said, yo, you're what a, a demon. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I know what you're doing on the streets. <laughs> you're yeah, terrorizing man for no reason. Bro, some of these cops, just like any job. Yeah. There's different people. Yeah, there's different characteristics. So there's yeah. some joking people that are in the cop force. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just play around. Well, yeah. So that was, that was pretty much like majority of my work history, I guess. Like the memorable ones, at least. Um... As far as school went, how about Car to Go? You're working Car to Go too, right? Yeah. But once I jumped on Car to Go, I let my security license expire, and I just didn't. Yeah. Work. I think the best security one I had when we were with Riley was MTCC. Yeah. I was, I was super kicked. Night shifts over there. Yeah. Oh, Joke. Amazing. Amazing. Joke. Nah, yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that. But yeah, so nah, not even. Uh, so I'll go into school first because Car to Go came like halfway while I was in school. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was okay. doing security. For, so I went to George Brown for civil engineering. Initially, I like architecture, but I wasn't with all the drawing. Like, I'm I, I'm not good at it either, but I liked it, you know? So I was just like, you know, not let me not get into architecture, but I'll get into civil engineering. Like, this is like the construction aspect of it all. Pretty much roads, houses, and small buildings. Okay. The whole thing. So I went to school for that. While I was in school, I was working. Then the blessing of Cartago came. Yeah. Yeah. And my school was in the zone. 
So when I had to start work, I had a car. I just had to walk. I won't lie. Like the furthest walk I did was probably 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But that's nothing because yeah. I'm going to a car. Then I'm driving. Yeah. So I went to school for civil engineering technologies. That was okay. That was, you know, it was whatever. It was fun. You yeah. know? And then... Yeah, so car to go. Let's get into car to go now, because yeah. that I feel like is a good segue as to how all of this came about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the real startup of being in a business came about. Yeah. So car to go. What? Okay, so they're doing a mass hire, yeah. and one of our homies from our center went yeah. to he went to school with him, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he went to school with him or something. Yeah, he went to school with one of the guys that was, I guess, they helping were. Bashir and them look for someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. He told us and all of us now that we're doing security, we were saying, and they were looking for night shifts too. That was a funny thing. Yeah, driving. Yeah, night shifts for drivers. And we were working security in the night. So we're like, what? Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New opportunity. Let's try this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember they were training us. And it was at that point, it was all smart cars. So it wasn't even too hard to drive. You just have to have, I guess, like a good abstract. Or they got our abstracts. And... They hired what, like ten of us, twelve of us? Yeah, mass hire, all men. Yeah, it was all the mandem. Yeah, all the mandem. Like, and this was actually let's clarify. It wasn't. It wasn't car to go. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, car directly to go. car to go. Yeah, we're like so, a vendor. Yeah, so it was a vendor of car to go that did the hire for us. And yeah. I guess we could give his background too. He was working at the Mercedes Benz dealership in yeah. Vancouver. I think so. And what car to go in Canada? I guess started down there, right? Yes. Did it? Uh, I, I I don't know if they started actually. Did they? I think they or did. their head office was there. Something something in Vancouver was like Toronto was not the first market. No, no, they opened in Toronto. Yeah, they yeah. opened after in Toronto, and for him, he was he was pretty cool. Still, I'm not gonna lie. He, he was calm. Yeah, he, he 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 really plugged us in, and so the majority of the job was just to move the cars around because they didn't have parking permits. So we had to move the So, okay, how do we explain this? So if anybody understands the Toronto streets, downtown mainly, you'd, you'd like grasp on to this job very easily. It was, the cars can be parked by the customers anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. It was our job to help them. Um, what, it, what do we call it? Bashir's Auto? Yeah, what was their yeah, company we'll call, called? No, I think that's what it's called, Bashir's Auto. Bashir's Auto. So yeah. that was the vendor of Cargo. Their job, their target was make sure you don't get any tickets, make sure you don't get any tolls, yeah. and like, you know, I guess run the business. Mm-hmm. And they were getting pretty much, they had all the responsibilities on them. So they had to deal with shuttling. They had to deal with cleaning because they had a cleaning team too, they right? Had a cleaning team, yeah. Yeah, but none of us worked for the cleaning team. Most of us, when they first put us on, was only shuttling. The, the morning team was the cleaning team. Oh, the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, the morning team was the cleaning team. So yeah. the night shift. So what we were doing was where the wherever the cars are parked, in the back roads, you have to have a permit from 12 to... Majority of them were 7 a.m. So yeah. midnight to 7 a.m. Some of them were 12 to 10. Yeah. So for us, our job was get the cars out of the back roads and put them on the main roads because majority of the main roads were free after 9 p.m. I think Danforth is like, yeah, it's a green pea. Danforth was like 6 p.m. Yeah. And all the other, each road had their own kind of thing. But so we would go and we would just throw these cars all lined up, lined up. Yeah. Like it looked like a dealership, like the city looked like a dealership of smart cars. Smart cars. Yeah. Straight car to go. 
Yeah. Like if anybody was out and about in downtown around those times, you knew what car to go was because <laughs> you've seen us every night. Yeah. Any taxi drivers in the city, you know who we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, but taxi yeah. drivers they cruise on the streets, you know, because they're trying to get like a customer. Yeah. We're here rushing. We're trying we to have rush. a deadline. Yeah. So like yeah, we're clashing. So, so for us, part of the shuttling team, we would just just take the cars and put them on the main street. That's it. For the most part, we were done by about twelve one o'clock. Yeah. Maybe two latest, but even then, you're considered late. Well, they gave us gas cars, but that was after. That was after, yeah. Yeah, but that, so we got hired for shuttling. So that was the job. They were trying to get permits with the city. And because that was getting prolonged, that's the reason why we had the job for so long. Yeah, literally. That yeah. kept us in, in play. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to talk about how you, because that was all I did. I was straight with the shuttling. Yeah. You started doing a few more things for them like yeah. uh, the wiper blades yeah I started replacing things you so, started doing because yeah. I was working because I, I worked Tropicana I worked at the, the mechanic shop so I had mm-hmm. some understanding of how to replace small small cosmetic things mm-hmm. so um, I started off with shuttling and then I kind of steered off that and um, I guess the boss at that time he was like yo you know like I have an opening you know if you're interested in this like you know I'll give it to you and it's like basically like uh, I would replace like wiper blades, replace tires on the, the tires. Board. Yeah. Yeah. So I have like a whole bunch of tires and these tires are like 15 inch tires. They're, they're small. They're I can fit, small, like, so small. Yeah. I can fit like four in the, in the trunk of the smart car. I just lay down the, the, oh, the seat. Yeah. The seat. And then I just, I can fit like four, like three lining up and then one, like one, one on, on top. the top. Yeah. yeah so I'll, uh, I have like four tires and I have my, uh, my jack and everything. And I'm just replacing tires on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started to recover vehicles, cars that are parked like outside of the zone. Oh, yeah. or, the cars that lost their tracking and stuff. Yeah. Or the cars that don't read GPS or I'm fixing, uh, like, you know, like sometimes like the parking passes that were in there. Oh yeah. Sometimes if they're not reading, I'll fix RFID tech. So I'll do a lot of like the, the handiwork. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that was all I did. That was the that was, the, that was the only thing I did. Now the only thing why I liked mine is because I was able to. He I gave was you flexible. flexible. Yeah, yeah, I was very flexible because he 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 was cool with me. So I, I was like, I'll be work during the night. I'll work during the day. I'll tell him I'm coming in late. It's okay. It's it not a big deal. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were tossing bare hours. So, yeah, it was that time. Uh, it was a great time. Yeah, it was a great time. Everyone was making their money. Yeah, everyone was making Everyone's money. Work at, like at that, I think that summer, people were wondering why, like, yo, man's are going ghost. And it's yeah. not even like we we're going ghost. It's just every working. night we're working yeah. or every evening because it, it went from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. shifts to yeah. 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. To 1 a.m., yeah. They're so, switching around the time. So, yeah. But pretty much for the most part, everybody was working every day. That was the point where like man's had five or six permanent days and then you just pick up the last day. So in that pay period, you worked 14 days. Like if you just picked up one or two extra days, you worked the whole entire thing. Yeah. So we were really busy with that. I think after the summer, though, it kind of calmed down. How, How was like... Let's get into like the bodywork aspect of it, maybe. Like, remember how cars used to get damaged and you, we would have to take cars and leave it at the yeah, shops? Yeah. So, like, what did they have? They had two shops because their they zone was shops. pretty wide, right? Yeah, yeah, they had two shops. So, initially, they only had one shop in the west. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like around Kill and Blue area. And then it started to, like, the cars from the east driving all the way to the west didn't make sense. But yeah. So, they're like, we need to start having the cars that are damaged in the west go to the west and the cars that are damaged in the east go to the east. So, they yeah. had another one on Greenwood. So yeah. now that way they can kind of distribute the work yeah. and the turnaround time is a little bit it's better. better yeah. yeah. So they started to, 
they started to uh, they started to do that and then Canadian Tire were the ones at Lakeshore were the ones that were yeah. in charge of like storing all their light, light bulbs and tires and yeah uh, I remember when they were infleeting all their cars bro they filled up that parking lot yeah yeah, yeah. that was their that you was know their, that parking lot's not there no more they nah, built nah, something they on built, it yeah of course what it's, is it uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to build us another part of the a mall. Oh, it can't it's be a like building. a little plaza. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. So what? So you want to talk about like? So that was the pinnacle. Yeah. Everyone's making money. Everyone's blessed. Everyone's blessed. Everyone's blessed. And then they come. We made. We made. People were making life decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> people are getting married. People yeah. are buying off whips of car to gold because we're making. Because we're working every, and they had hours to give. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the perfect thing about it was nighttime. We're working with them. Morning time. Yeah, you have had, a side job. Exactly. Yeah. That was a time people were able to work two jobs. Like I remember for me personally, when I was doing Cardigo, I think like maybe halfway through when like school was kind of like my schedule was a little bit easier. I picked up a second job when I was working with. The tire tire job, I think it was, was now it's called tire butler, but they oh, were called yeah. something else before. Yeah, Consumers, yeah. consumer tire. Yeah, so they had a good system too. They had a thing where so I would come in and work in the day, so they would store people's tires from the dealerships and mechanic shops. Mm-hmm. So right in the morning, especially when it was tire swap season, oh my, because that's what it was when they hired me. They just yeah. needed extra body, so they hired me. Yeah, and. We would take, so every morning we would go to the Toyota dealership and we'd go to the Honda dealership. This is the ones right beside um, YD, yeah. right beside Yorkdale. We would go, that would pretty much be our morning. We would mm-hmm. just go unload all the tires and then kind of, I guess, go back and then store some tires so, so, yeah. and all that. But yeah, so I was able to do that job and go and work car to go at the same time with no car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because car to go in itself. It's a car. You have, you a, have car. a car. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like we had so much freedom in the shift and we were getting all our hours that everybody was able to make certain life decisions. And it was a great thing going. Yeah. Until they left. I moved out that time. They left fam. Yeah, that's what happened. When they left, it was kind of like, bro, where do we go from here? I remember it was the summer. Do you remember it first started with rumors? Yeah. I think when, for me, when the rumors came out, that's when it started to hit to me. I I think the rumors started like, oh, they might lay off workers. They might lay off. Yeah. Yeah. So people were thought like, okay, maybe they're downsizing their fleet, bare tickets. Yeah, you know what I mean, I yeah, because that was, I guess, that was a struggle for them. A year or two into into the market here in Toronto, they had like toes every single day. I remember when I when I switched shifts, so I didn't like the night too too much, but I would work in the day sometimes. I would go and work in the day, and they would have a team of guys like you do your job in the morning, like you'd go. So pretty much the morning shift would undo the work of the night shift. Exactly. That was the perfect much. way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's all that was. So you <laughs> what a just weird model. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. So you would move the cars from the main streets and put them in the back roads. Because you only get, now, yeah, it's free. It's free. Mm-hmm. Now no restrictions. it's free in the in the daytime. Yeah, yeah. So after you do that, we would literally gather a team and go to the tow truck yard. <laughs> it's like they know they have toes. Yeah. They no, know it. I didn't know this working the night shift. Until I worked the day shift probably a week or two. And I'm like, I asked my homie, like, bro, is this every day? Yeah. Do we have to go and take cars out every day? To the point where they had a credit card. They had a credit card, yeah. A credit card. Go, go, just go pay and get the cars out. Racks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They had like seven or eight at a time. Fam, when you're taking them out, I would see, I would see cars coming in. As I'm taking yeah, it out. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like these cars were getting towed like it was nothing. Yeah, parking enforcement were eating. 
Yeah. Those trucks were eating. Everyone was eating. I really think parking enforcement downloaded the app. There's no way. Tracking the cars, right? Yeah, they would see. Because when you download the app, you would see exactly where the cars were. If you're parking enforcement, you know the rules of each road. (laughs) You could just look and say, okay, I know that one's illegally parked. Let me just go over there. Yeah. So there's no way nobody could tell me that they didn't. Yeah. Because it only makes their job easier. Yeah. There's no way nobody's not going to make their job easier. Yeah. 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 So now they were kick up for the rest of their shift, you know? But yeah, so these guys dealt with a lot of tolls and a lot of tickets. And I guess it was too hard to to keep up with because they had something going with the city. And then I remember it was supposed to happen. They were supposed to get the permits and then it flopped. Because you know why though? Uh, Uber was happy. That, that was the time when Uber was like, was in the gray area where they didn't know like you know what the taxis were fighting with uber saying yo mm-hmm. they don't have taxi licenses how are they able to do this yeah so the city was telling car to go at that time they're like yo listen we don't want to deal with you guys right now mm-hmm. we already have something else on the side which yeah. is uber yeah once we deal with this we'll come back to you guys mm. and i guess the city you know how the city is yeah nothing happens, nothing happens yeah nothing yeah. absolutely nothing yeah so it's gonna take months so, so yeah so i guess Maybe Cartago just couldn't sustain the market in Toronto, you know? Yeah. Too many tickets, too many tolls, too many damages. Yeah. Some of these cars were getting wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Like, right off. Salvage. So, unfortunately, I guess a few months after that, the whole, like, they were supposed to get it with the city. They were supposed to get the permit. They didn't. And then a few months after, that's when they laid everybody off and they left. They said, yo, Cartago is leaving. I think well, it was like a two, it was barely a two-week notice. Nah, yeah, it was less than two weeks. Yeah. I think some people kind of got the inside scoop. Yeah. Saying, yo, you, you guys are going to get laid off, yeah. you know? But to the regular worker? Yeah, to the regular worker. A lot of the regular people, they didn't Because, yeah, they're still hiring new people. Oh, yeah. So, let's get into this. So, some of the guys that we started with in the mass hire didn't really make it the full length. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that's where you can kind of see where... Because, yo, this is the easiest job we've ever had. Yeah. And... For you not to be able to keep it kind of, it's kind of funny to me, you know, because I'm saying, bro, you're joking. Yeah. Like yeah. this. Because people got carried away with the fact that they have access to yeah, 300 freedom, cards. Freedom. The yeah. absolute freedom to do whatever you want. And I guess. It was, it's enticing. No, yeah. Yeah. You get enticed it's to do tempted. certain things. There's temptations. A lot of temptation. Yeah. So I guess with that, when they started laying off our, some of our friends, we couldn't really plug in anybody that we knew anymore. So that yeah. was like, that was that. That was yeah. dead. Yeah. And they started hiring other people. Yeah. And that's why I felt bad for some of the other guys. Because some of them had families already. Some of them were really depending on this job. Yeah. Some of them were even like um, students from uh, overseas. Overseas, yeah. And... You know, I didn't even know that if you're not a resident, you can't work a certain amount of hours. Yeah, they restrict that's you. Like 20 bullshit. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not? I, 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 I don't understand. Yeah. But yeah. But you yeah, can some get deported. The, oh, yeah? You will get deported. They will deport you if you're working over the hours that you're supposed to work. Holy smokes. Yeah, they take it serious. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was saying you learned that in criminal law. <laughs> immigration <laughs> immigration law. law. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So they came and some of the guys were new. And when this layoff happened, I was thinking for myself, luckily, I was able to kind of stack up and like I had some time with Carter to recover yeah I had some time some of these guys I felt bad because they were just they got hired and a month later Cartago left you know it's yeah. like and it's weird everyone's saying like everybody knew that that was a good job to have it was an easy job yeah but yeah so when they left it kind of that's when that's I got introduced to what EI was 
anybody doesn't know what EI, it means employment insurance. Long story short, every check you get when the taxes are taken out of it, as an employee, you pay EI every single paycheck. Therefore, if you get laid off for a reason that you cannot control, abuse it. Abuse the EI. It's plain and take simple. Take advantage. You have and to take advantage. Way. So yeah. that's exactly that, what that's I did. That's the crazy thing. You, you know, a lot of people don't know about this. People you don't. Know, when we all got laid off, nobody, nobody knew yeah, we what knew, EI was. Yeah, we didn't know. I didn't know what the hell Tell EI me. was. I had to do my research. I said, yo, EI, free money, a portion. I'm okay if it's a portion, but... I don't have to do anything for it. Okay. So yeah. I, I was already paying for it because you're realistically as, as somebody who is employed and pays the taxes, you pay for the EI mm-hmm. and it's an insurance. Yes, if you exactly. lose your job, you now have this much time you will get paid. And after that you can go, I guess, find the next job or you, now you got to figure it out, but at least you have that cushion. So yeah. I remember what they left in May or June. Yeah, around that. Yeah, yeah, around that. Long story short, it was the beginning of 2018 summer. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of 2018 summer, I was saying to myself, we were already. I think that was the summer that we all went to DC. I think you went to like uh, what's it called Disneyland or something. Oh, yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that summer. Yeah. So we already had. I think majority of the guys had a vacation set out. We had a 10 day vacation. So. For me, I was like, yeah, I want to find another job. But I'm like, bro, if I find another job, if I get an interview, I'm on vacation. Like, why would I want to do that? So Mm -hmm. I just said, you know what, Bunny, I'm going to just chill and I'm going to enjoy my vacation. And that vacation, that 10 day vacation turned into all of summer kick up. (laughs) (laughs) I was chilling the whole summer. (laughs) You're getting comfortable. Yeah, I got way too comfortable. I found out what EI was. And then, you know, it's funny. I applied for EI and when they sent me the code, I didn't even, cause once they send you like, it's like a four digit code or whatever, you're supposed to use that sign in, do your one, two report. And then, then you get paid from the government. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I just, I started the process of EI and I just got way too comfortable. Yeah, I just yeah. said, you know what? I already told myself I'm going to live out the rest of the summer. I, I think I looked at my resume maybe once Yeah, and I was just like, you know what? We're going to just live out the summer. But the second September came, it was like, yo, reality now. Because people that are in... Oh, yeah. Also, that was the summer I've... That was the April that I finished school. You graduated. Yeah, I just finished school. So when I got laid off, I literally had nothing to look forward to. Yeah. I didn't have work. I didn't have school. I was trying to work on my cover letter and resume, try to find a job in my field. And that's the thing. To find a regular job is is different than finding a career a path career job. job. Yeah, yeah, that's fact. So at this point, I was at that point where I'm like, yo, I just kind of want to, let me just, all right, let me just focus on trying to find a career job. So that wasn't happening for me for a while. So that's why I did get comfortable. When September came, I'm like, yo, I need some income. Where is my EI? I applied two months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> Bro, what they did was, I think they sent it in the mail, but I didn't open it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I realized that later. Yeah. But so when that happened, I went to Service Canada. I think there's one in the city. There's a Service Canada. And I'm like, yo, this is what's happening. I didn't get no EI for two months. And mm-hmm. I'm literally trying to, to, I'm trying to apply whatever. And so they resent it. They gave it to me. So I first started starting to get EI in September of that year. And 
So I was just like really comfortable. What were you doing around that time? I think you got a new job. Yeah, so I, I moved out. Oh, you, they, you had responsibilities. You didn't yeah, have time I to kick out. off. I, I was stuck dry, yeah. high and dry. I was like, oh, it's car to go left. What am I doing now, you know? But luckily, I was able to find, um, again, same industry. Car sharing. To, yeah, car sharing. Got Zipcar. And I started working. I started working at Zipcar. I remember and I, I like, applied too. Did you? Yeah, I remember that. I one. think we, we both applied. We, we both got yeah. an interview. Like three or four of us applied. Yeah, 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 yeah I got yeah, an interview. Yeah, yeah. They didn't call all me the back. the car to go guys, actually. I was yeah. telling the car to Every, go guys. Yeah, you're trying to put us all on because yeah. you just got in. Yeah, uh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so I, got, I, I seen a job posting and I was like, oh, Zipcar is hiring. I'm like, oh, uh, like, you know, similar stuff. You know, like I'm an associate. I'm doing the exact same thing, mm-hmm. if not less than what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. It's during the day. It's nine to five. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to apply. in one place, right? No, I, it was, it was a, a zip, there's like a, a, um, parking lots. Zip car has, oh. so I'm going car to car at the oh, time. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, why not? I'm like, you know, I'll do this. So I applied and then I got my first interview and, and I like the way the first interview went was like, oh, you, you worked at car to go type of thing. They're like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? That means you have experience. Blah, yeah. Cause blah. they were competitors, right? They were competitors at the time. Yeah. They knew of each other. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, okay, no problem. And I told them, I'm like, yeah, you know, I have other guys that were, that, you know, that are also trying to work that got laid off. And they were like, yeah, tell them to apply. So then that's when I started dishing out the, you know, the job posting. I'm like, yo, you know, yo, IZ, go apply. Yo, mm. Mandem, go apply. You know, I'm trying to, ha- I'm trying to put as many mans on. But yeah, that's, the, that's when I got that job. But luckily, I got back on my foot very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I was able to find Zipcar and I was, a- and, I, and I applied and got the job and the, I was already back into the employment world. Like, you were working. Very quickly, yeah. You yeah. took no breaks. You I didn't took, know I took what no, EI was. I didn't, I didn't have the choice. Yeah, I didn't know what EI was at that yeah, time. You didn't know what EI was. That's the thing. If I knew what EI was, who knows actually what would have went? Because I, that would, I wouldn't have went to Zipcar. I would have, met, I don't know, been too comfortable. And I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, I didn't know what EI was. So I was working Zipcar. So while you were working Zipcar, I think this is for me when after I... After the summer was done, and I'm like, yeah, I got to do some shit. Once I got EI going, and that started rolling in, I was like, okay, this is fine. But like, first of all, it's they take a percentage of your highest check. Yeah, that's what it is, and they'll pay you that every two weeks. So it's 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 decent money. Like, if you need to pay off any bills or whatever, you'll definitely get it paid off with EI. But as far as growing. And actually trying to make money, it's the worst thing that could possibly you happen. Can, you can't get income, right? While you're you getting can't, Like you're not allowed They're to. They're monitoring your yeah, account. Yeah, they'll monitor you. Yeah. So because in the two-week report that you do every week, it's like 10 questions. One of them is, okay, like were you available to work? Were you willing to work and stuff? Were you out of the country? If you're out of the country, you're not getting no EI. And that's something that, you know, for most people, I suggest you don't lie about because <laughs> they know when you're in and out of the country. So yeah, if you're out of the, exactly. So if you're out of the country and you're applying for EI and saying, yeah, I, I was here for that period, they're just going to knock you. There's no yeah. point. But yeah, so they ask you a bunch of questions and, and then every two weeks you get the income. So I was doing that and I was just like, bro, what am I going to do? Because I'm trying to apply for jobs in my field at that point because I'm trying to get my first career job. And that wasn't even that wasn't even really working out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I, I knew, though, like to, to find a job in your career field or career path, you have to treat applying for the jobs like a full time job. That's what my cousin told me and it just stuck with me. It's fact. Like he's a little bit older. Yeah, 100%. Because you have to apply every day. There's job postings that go up every day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get every one, but 
at least if you if you're applying every day, eventually you're gonna get the 100%, one hundred yeah. percent. Like it's it's a fact. Or you gotta check yourself. It facts. Yeah. Or you gotta just change your cover letter resume. You yeah, gotta lie yeah, low. Yeah. More something's not something. working yeah, out. Yeah. Something's not working. You gotta change it up. Yeah. But yeah, so I was I was kind of stuck with my resume cover letter. I had some friends help me out with that, but I was stuck with that. And then it kind of came to like so. Pretty much the last course I took in school was construction accounting. So in the first semester, we dealt with QuickBooks and just numbers. And in the second semester, at the end of the year, the last thing I did was create a business plan. But for a construction company, I called it YZ's Painters for anybody that wants to know. (laughs) Yeah. So boom, I did that. So it was like a 14, 15 page thing, you know? You just discuss like, not discuss, but like you put it all out in like uh, a business like kind of like like a portfolio exactly that's exactly what it was so that was the last thing i did in school so now when car to go left we had a great understanding of how bashir's auto and them were right like we knew we were in we were really in deep with them so we knew a lot of things and then what made it even better is that ar over here (laughs) went to Zipcar. Yeah. So now he's still in tune with the car game. Yeah. And so it kind of came to us like, bro, what do we think for shuttling or it was because it, it wasn't was it detailing? Or we were trying to do shuttling. I don't know what it was, but yeah. we wanted to get something into, similar to what Bashir was doing. Exactly. That's something similar knew. to the job that we were doing for car to go. Yeah. So shuttling slash cleaning. Yeah. But mostly shuttling. That's what our, our focus was. Yeah. So then we came together and we kind of discussed a few things, but nothing was like really set in place. Nobody knew how things were going to go. Yeah, no. So. You called me. I remember you called me. You're like, yo. Like, I'm trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yo, mans, mans are laid off. Like, you know, mans have money just sitting. You I know, guess, like, I'm yeah. trying to do something. Like, what, like you were like, yo, what are you trying to do? And I, 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 in my head, I'm like, yo, this vendor thing that Bashir was doing. Is that, it, yeah, like that a, was that's a money maker. Yeah, exactly. Like that maker. was our template. If you think about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like our, we were just our vision was basically through what we what we already lived we through. Yeah. Him. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we weren't the bosses. We weren't the bosses. Yeah, exactly. So and then we came together, kind of made a team. Yeah, because at the end of the day, no business can can survive with one person. No, that's like any person in business knows this. Yeah, there's no way. Unless that one person is super multi-talented, yeah. where they're able to cover that much ground all in the business world, finance, it's, work, too, it's way too much. I, I, would, I would love to see a person that is able to do that. Because yeah. even then, even if you're able to cover all of that, I don't think you're covering it. I don't like think you the human scale. body, I don't you think the human scale. body can carry all that weight. Yeah, it's too and much. The weight of a, a, a complete business cannot fall on one shoulder. Yeah, no, I can't. Or one person's shoulder. So we obviously, we created a team. I called my brother. Obviously this guy's my broski too, AR. So we linked up, I got my bro, I got him. We got, so another one of our homies from, so long story short, we all kind of grew up in a Ethiopian community center. Yeah. And that was our main hub of yeah. most of this. Like when we started working on the business plan, we went there to work on it. Mm-hmm. So, so the guys also involved in this business are also guys that we've- From there. From yeah. there, yeah. yeah. So one of them's background, he actually took civil engineering just like me, but he was at Ryerson, he was at the university. Mm-hmm. He was in that and he just finished school and he got a job in his field, but super smart guy. Super, we yeah. Got him, 
Then we got next homie that's into cars, into mechanics. Yeah. And he was also at Ryerson at the time. I think he still is. Was he studying anything as you? Civil? No, I think it was like chemical or something. Oh, yeah. Chemical engineering. Something different. Right, right, right. You know, From chemical. there, I knew he was smarter than me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was smarter than me then. So, boom, we got him to come along because he also likes cars. Then next one of our, our homies was actually at school, I think at Humber for accounting. He was the one that actually helped me in my last course of construction accounting. Uh-huh. So I already knew he knew numbers. Yeah. He, he knows this, you know? And solid plus, team. Yeah, super solid team. We've got a complete team. And the best part of it all, we all already knew each other mm-hmm. for like, at that point, maybe 10, 10 years. You yeah. know what I mean? Say yeah. it. You know, from about... Element, end of elementary middle school times from yeah. there all the way up until pretty much like third fourth year like out of high school we're all like friends we knew each other mm-hmm. so now we came together for this business so that's in total six members we got six members in total including us including us too mm-hmm. and people question it you know yeah. like so how do you times. do it yeah and they don't realize like you gotta have a team yeah yeah, yeah. and you gotta trust your team so we came together for that and I think that we started really working it up in September of that year of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I won't lie. I used mostly the template that I got from school, but I just switched it up because this is a different industry. I was working. So the work I did in school, the school work was painting mm-hmm. like a painter for construction. Yeah. And now we're trying to translate that into that same business kind of portfolio for a detailing slash shuttling company. Yeah. Yeah. So after we got together, that took a while too. I don't know if you remember it. Because we're still, we're trying to understand. It took a lot of lonely, lonely days. Yeah. Oh, that was the time of you. It was only Uh, you and me and, and one other guy. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone else was still working. working. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone else is still working. They have their real life problems to deal with. Because before a business actually forms, you, it's not that you don't believe it'll work, but yo, it's like, yo, what's going to make me money? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't got, if you don't got nothing, we weren't even incorporated. We didn't have nothing. Nothing, nothing. You didn't have a name. Absolutely I don't think we even had a name yet. We didn't have a name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think making the name was like one of the, I feel like not the best meaning, but that was like the first time we were all there and we actually got something done. Yeah. And that's when we knew sh- shit is real. Yeah. You know, shit got So real. it can now like start to translate. So yeah. personally, I don't know why I'll forever remember this day, October 4th. <laughs> October 4th, 2018 was the day Speedy Service Gears became incorporated. SSG. That's what we we ran with. Speedy Service Gears, Swift Service Guaranteed. Yeah. I, I, I that love that slogan. slogan. I love it. I love it. Because now we would go, oh, everybody only knows Speedy Service Gears. They yeah, don't yeah. know Swift Service Guaranteed. Yeah, you know? yeah. Once we start to bring merchandise, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll start to see it. We'll Maybe on yeah. even uh, like our uniforms when we work. Yeah. Because when people see that, they're going to say, oh, Swift Service Guaranteed. Yeah, and it has a ring. catchy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we came up with that name. And then it was about going and getting incorporated. This is what my homie that went to school for accounting, he knew because he knows the difference between uh, sole proprietorship. He knows the difference between small business and then incorporated. So for anyone that lives in Toronto that would like to know, the Service Ontario at Dundasson University is where you can get this shit done. Yeah, good, good, good. good. That's good. That's good you said that. Because a lot of people don't even know where to People don't know where to start. We didn't even know. We didn't, yeah. Yeah, we had to do our own research. Bro, I went to... I went to like five service Ontarios trying to figure out where to, where, where to yeah, sign up. Where do I start? What the hell? They're telling me, yo, we don't do that. They, no, like, okay, the regular service Ontario will do a small business or sole proprietorship or any of those ones. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay, I didn't know But that. there's a specific 
Service Ontario that deals with incorporation. It's a specific. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a specific on uh, Service Ontario's. So we were running around the city. We finally found one. We went downtown. And for anybody that's wondering, the process kind of goes like you don't even have to show them your business plan. No, you don't no, show nothing. You don't, you don't really show them nothing. So what they require from you is when you come to them with the name. So realistically, all you need is a name, a name for your business, because now they run it through a name search. They force you to do a name search and it's in the same building. They just tell you, go downstairs. Yeah. It's a third party, right? Or something. Yeah. It's a third party. They do a name search Yeah, and it costs like three fifty, four bills or whatever. And when they do the name search, it literally pulls up all the names that are similar to yours, but that aren't yours. And then you got your name. So now you are solidified. When you pay that 354 bills at that name search place, you now have that name incorporated. Nobody else could have that name. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. I think then when we went back to Service Ontario, obviously, you know them, they're going to take peace too, right? So yeah. you pay them an extra <laughs> little, some little change. But I think the whole thing comes out to be like five bills. Yeah. Okay. So around five, 560. Five, yeah. So if you're looking to start a business and you want to make it incorporated, you have to have five to $600. That's all it takes. Which is not that bad. It's if not you really that think bad. about it, just to That's have a one company. Check. That's yeah. one on, on minimum wage. That's what you people could, drop for shoes. Yeah, you know? know. So it's not that ex- it's not as expensive. Bro, what are you talking as about, you, bro? Your Apple Watch is more than <laughs> how much it starts to, takes to start a business, bro. I'm gonna be started with that. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's not that expensive. Yeah. A lot of people say, "Oh, starting a business, you need to have like, you know, what I mean, like racks and stuff." No, no. no. Well, the only thing I would say that money is like you need it or it's required is depending on the type of business, business you want to start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because certain businesses take more to start up than others. hundred yeah, well, percent. For us, we didn't really need much at that point. We were only doing like shuttling and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't require much. Uh, yeah. I think just personally for our own safety, I just threw in a thousand. Yeah. So we went to go open our bank account. That's another thing. You don't need anything to open your bank account. All you need is that business license. So once you go to Service Ontario and open that business, and now you have the you have a business license number, and you're incorporated, you could just go to to open a bank account. You just go to any and just open it. But you need those papers. You need that number in specific. That in business order number. to open a business account. To open, uh, open a, a business. business account with a bank. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So with that, I we just went there and I just said, you know what? Boom! Throw a thousand in. But I wanted to invest my money somewhere. I wanted yeah. to like I just had money sitting around. Mm-hmm. So put a thousand in and I just said, yo, let's get to work. Mm-hmm. We didn't even, I don't even think we needed any tools at that point. No, we didn't, really need well, we didn't know what we needed. We didn't know yeah, exactly. We, yeah. We're trying so to So I guess, what do you think our first thing was? Cause we met with one of the vendors that you previously knew. Uh, what was it changes on the fly? Oh, right, 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 right. Cause right, he right. showed us game too. Right, right, right. He gave right. us some game into like, yo, right. how? Oh, we're getting juicy. We're now getting we're juicy. getting into the part yes. that we were, this is where yes. the money starts to come. Yes, yeah. So we, yes, uh, perfect. So yeah, so we, so we got the, so we, we, we were working on our business. I don't know if we finished it at that time. We had changing. it, but we were just content with what we had, but it wasn't like we had something prepped and ready to go and show yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like, like something in-house. It was in-house. Yeah, we had an idea of how. Yeah, it was like a rough draft. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I remember. We so we were working. We're still working on our business proposal. We're still trying to understand what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like you know. So through that, um, one of the guys uh, that I used to work with, um, um, used uh, to deal a, with him. Yeah, he 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 was he's a vendor as well, mm-hmm. and his his job is basically just 
uh, fixing cars on the go. Yeah. So like oil changes, tires, brakes, you know, light maintenance stuff. Yeah, that's a pretty good business. I, Which is a, I, never, business. I never thought of it, but it's a it great po- business. I didn't know how you could do it as possible. Yeah. yeah. So he did that. And he's like, oh, you know, Amir, I heard you, you know, like, or actually I reached out to him and I'm like, hey, you know, like I'm trying to like, you know, st- we started this. I'm trying to figure out like, you know, like, do you have, any, you know, can we work together? You know, yeah, like, how do we navigate? Yeah. How do we navigate forward? And he's like, oh yeah, you started this. It was yeah, helpful. Great. Yeah. It was he very helped. helpful. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no problem. Um, like I'll, I'll reach out to you yeah. for every time I need something, cleaning, shuttling, whatever the case is. So we started to get shuttling jobs. Yeah. We go retrieve uh, cars, retrieve cars. And that was, uh, and again, it was a company that ended up leaving. It was, uh, Maven. Maven. Yeah. yeah we, so we started doing a little bit of Maven. Um, so Maven was like car left in Ottawa. Go get that car. Yeah. Now it was Montreal. Was in Montreal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I think that was the first big, 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 big thing that we did. Out. Yeah, because it's two drivers, twelve hours each, <laughs> and we're, we're, we're choosing. Yeah, we're choosing, and that was when we realized the power of like, Just like being the difference to, between working for someone and, and working for yourself. Yeah, because you're doing practically the same job. Exactly, but you're getting compensated more. more yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we started to do that. You know, and then we're learning the invoicing thing. So we're invoicing him and blah, blah. And then, so we're invoicing him. Mm-hmm. So he's subcontracting us. Yeah. He's the middleman, long story short. He's the middleman. Yeah. But he yeah. was a middleman that wanted to employ us. Let me just throw that in there. <laughs> he did try to employ yeah, us. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted to employ us, obviously, because he's seen, he's seen value in us. But um, anyway, we, we, the crazy thing is, is I think we kind of considered it. But we then did. we, we, we kind of considered it, but we, like something was like I think I don't know, was, a, a, a part of yeah, some of the members in the group, which Ooh, is good. It's very this, good. This is the good the good thing about having six people. That's six brains. That's six opinions. In a way, exactly. it's hard. In a way, it's good. Yes. You know? So in this situation, it was a good thing because everyone had their own reasons for why it's a bad idea. Yeah. And like you know, like we just started. Why are we already gonna go into a merger? Like you know, we never. We, we don't, don't have know. nothing. Yeah, we don't have nothing yet. And we're gonna merge with someone that was our middleman. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to employ us. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, let's, we're like, let's do it on our own. Yeah, like we know we so never we, even we tried it. it out. Yeah, so yeah. I guess what you could say. Then you reached out to what Caminato. So then we reached out to Caminato after we started doing. They some were new to the city. Yeah, they they were fresh. They were good though because they already had the permits. So pretty much all the groundwork that Cartago was fighting for, Caminato just came in and already had Got parking it. permits. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, that's what Caminato was waiting. That's the difference between Cartago and Caminato. Cartago mm-hmm. tried to enforce that to happen. They tried to force their hand. Yeah. So they're saying, yo, if you're not giving us tickets, we're gonna start dumping all the cars on the streets. Because initially it wasn't on the streets. Yeah. It was in parking lots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in parking lots. Our first day of work was taking out all the cars from the parking lots to the streets. Into the street, yeah. Right. So with Caminado, they were waiting until the city gave a go-ahead for car sharing companies to get permits. Yeah, for car sharing companies to go to go ahead and get permits. Okay. So uh, so they got so they went ahead and got uh, permits, and then so we reached out to Caminado. We, we helped them, them with their launch, and we helped them with their launch, and that was December. That was in December. So we opened, or we went and signed up the business, made it incorporated. In the beginning of October and got our first, our own first real client, contract, contract yeah. yeah, with Caminado two months later, I would say, yeah. Two months later. That's crazy. Two months later. For a new business startup? Yeah. We're, the thing is, we were plugged into the industry for we a minute. We were plugged minute. into the industry. Yeah, yeah that's So we thing. knew who was coming in, who was leaving. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that did help. But that, that just shows, like, if you can't really expect to enter a certain industry if you have never worked in it yeah it would be 20 times harder pretty much to get in 
then if you already worked in it, you have the knowledge and you study your own business and now you can come to the people like, yo, this is what we want to provide you. This is a service we want to give. Yeah. So helping Kaminato launch was our first big, that was Speedy Service Gears Incorporated first check came from them gassed we were gassed yeah we we're amped we thought we could do anything and yeah, we felt the power Ooh, what do you mean we, we were felt like the power. yo that's it we can get these guys next we can get yeah. these guys next everyone was just feeling nice yeah. so we had the price chart yeah and then we started to do cleaning for for them as so well coming into 2019 that's when we felt like we got our first contract that was our first taste of what it felt like to work for your own business yeah we, we felt do. like Bashir at this point. We, were, we felt like we were, we were yeah, yeah, we were Bashir. The, the, the guy that employed us for Car to Go. We felt like we were in that position now. Mm-hmm. And as as time went on and we were getting our checks, we decided to open a shop. Yeah. So we're, now we're making money now. Yeah. Now we're making money. We're into the year of 2019, coming in. I think it was so. We started shopping around for a shop in about what February, March or whatever. Yeah, February, March. Yeah. We landed it in April. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. Talk about how we ended up finding the spot. Yeah. So I wanted to. So I wanted to get a spot. So we're like, yo, you know, like now, yeah, we, yeah, we do have like, you know, because we and the like our business proposal that we created it was, was mobile detailing. Was it was mobile detailing for businesses? For businesses, yeah. We weren't really looking at the public sector. Yeah. So then we thought about it. We're like, hey, we're making money like this for the from the business sector. Let's try to open up. Um, public sh- yeah. and have a shop so we have a second uh stream of revenue so mm-hmm. we're like okay so i was looking online i'm trying to look for shops you know and i come across one guy who has a mechanic shop but he's willing to rent off rent out half of his shop because so he's not like utilizing it yeah it's like sublease so i was like okay no the rent was good whatever brought it up to you guys you're like okay yeah. april in april comes in we're in yeah and at this point in april this is when cleaning started for Caminado for us and yeah. this is when we got our shop so april was actually a big month for us yeah it was a big month busy it's a month. big learning month yes yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so in april when we got the shop i don't want to get too much into detail about things that went on with yeah. that but yeah. it was good because it opened our eyes to what it feels like and what it looks like to actually have a running shop you know if the shop isn't making money or not. Because realistically, the guy that we were subleasing from, he was working, yeah, he was working as a mechanic yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, full-time. So, yeah, he was doing full-time hours at another spot. So, so we technically had the, sh- the whole shop to ourselves. Yeah, technically. We but we just didn't use the hoist. We didn't use the, yeah, we didn't use the We just the used it for detailing. But the shop was basically ours for the, major- for the most part. Yeah. So, so now go through 2019. We ended up, for whatever reason, leaving the shop in November, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So we just felt like, you know, there was no real growth. We wanted to... We wanted to have our own shop. We wanted to have our own hoist. There's a lot of things. And what's funny is, there's another good point as to why there's six of us. One guy pointed it out. From time. And none of us wanted to listen. Yeah. That's the funny part. Yeah. And it was probably, to me, one of the best decisions we made. Leaving, right? Leaving. It was the greatest decision. It was the greatest. Because we realized that, like, obviously, we don't want to get into depth, but, like, basically, uh, sharing that shop. Having the shared Limited space, us with like, expanding our services. Uh, limiting us with, like, hours of operation. So yeah. many things. There are so many things that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was about to start going in on a few points, but I'm like, let me there save so that for another episode. There so things that happens when you're sharing a space with someone. Yeah. And this is business. And he... To, to my in my eyes i don't think he was as serious as we were yeah he was he had a complete full-time job for somewhere where he can work for himself 
Yeah. The same he was jump. afraid to take that yeah. leap. He was afraid to take that jump. That's yeah, what yeah. I that's what I really think it was. And near the end of our tenure over there, he rented it out to another guy. Another. Which that that was the smartest move. He should have done that from the from jump. The beginning, yeah. And maybe we would have stayed there. Yeah. So now so yeah, so just so that they understand. So they the the half that he had, he now rented it out. He rented it out, exactly. So now he basically has nothing. He, he just rented out the he whole just shop. Rents it, yeah. One half is us, the other half is to another mechanic that he rented out. Yeah, yeah he had a good thing going. It's a good but thing going. He was a dreamer though. So long story short, he wasn't really on the same energy as us. So we made a group effort and decided to leave. So yeah. boom, grab all our equipment, put it in a storage unit. And that, that was the time we were we were so we got we got a lot of things in comparison to when we first started. Yeah, we that's when that's when you really need the money because we yeah. bought the extractor, we yeah. bought a bunch of equipment, the power washer, the the, power the washer, solutions, everything. everything you could possibly think of. We, we probably had yeah, yeah brushes, everything. We had everything at that point. Like for for a detailing shop, we had yeah. all the equipment needed. Yeah. So, luckily, oh, and just a side note, I remember this is why April was also a big month for me. I got my first career job. Oh, <laughs> you remember Telecon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I got my first career job right I after. Yeah, I went I on a trip in February, and at that time I was actually really applying like a lot, and. I got a call back, but with them, they were like, they were super teasing me. I did like two interviews, three phone calls, all to get a regular job. And the worst part was the guys that I got hired with, I got hired with two other guys. They told me that they went through the exact same process. So I'm like, yo, is this a game? I thought that they were like, they just didn't know whether to hire me or not. Or like, yo, they wanted to hire me for this. They're really just vetting for no reason. Yeah, they do like an intensive vetting pretty much. Mm -hmm. But long story short, I got my first job in in that time. So like it took like about three, three weeks from when they first contacted me to my first day. And so in April, I had an office job. We had the shop going. And that's where it starts to become like, where is your schedule? You know what I mean? Because now I felt like my contributions to the business were taken away because I got an eight to four, eight to five job at an office. Luckily, it was right beside my crib, so I was amped. Yeah. But yeah, so I had that going. That way, I was able to still do things. So now I'm, I went to a trip to, to see my aunt, my mom's sister in Edmonton. I went with my little bro. So it's just us two that go. I took the, the Friday off and the Monday off. So Thursday was my last day at work. Um, and then I went and this was Sunday. Yeah. No, sorry. This is Monday morning, actually. But Monday, I had the day off. You so day Monday off, morning, the guy that I got hired with, we used to sit right beside each other. So he messaged me on IG like, yo, they just let me go. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, what? I'm here. I'm shocked. I'm in another province. Yeah. And they're saying that they let him go. So I'm giving him the rundown like, yo, make sure you get your record of employment. You know, yeah, I learned. You went I, yeah, I went through the whole thing. So I'm like, yo, you better jump on EI real quick. Eh? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm giving him the whole rundown. And then I finished messaging him. So I messaged another guy that was also in the same place. Like, yo, what's going on there? He's like, yo, they just let two people go. One of them was your homie. I said, oh, shit. But he, but he gave me some type of reassuring confidence that, yo, I think that's all. That's the only thing that they're going to do. I said, say no more. So I bought some shoes when I was in Edmonton. I come back now on Monday. And when I wake up on Tuesday, something told me, do not wear those shoes. You know what I mean? I don't know what it was, but something told me, don't wear those shoes. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you know, I go into work, you know, my regular routine. I go set up my laptop, set up everything. And usually like, sometimes I don't eat breakfast at home. So I'll grab breakfast there. What was blessed about that spot is that they had a cafeteria. So you could go buy breakfast there. And then during lunch hours, they had lunch. So I went and bought my breakfast. I came back. Our supervisor usually comes in at nine. I show up at eight. So I had a little time to obviously sit, whatever, but I chose to go get my breakfast at like 8.45, 8.50, you know, closer to the time that she comes. So I get my breakfast. I come upstairs. I sit at my desk and I'm just looking back because he sits right beside me, right? I just turn my chair and I'm looking like, damn, this nigga's not here no more. Oh, the guy that got laid off. The guy that got laid off the day before me. Oh, you're in so the same cubicle. In the same cubicle. Yeah. So he got laid off Monday. I'm there now on Tuesday. Right. As I am opening my breakfast... My supervisor comes to say, yo, like, can I have a word with you? And now I'm thinking she's just going to give me a rundown of what happened because all the other coworkers, that's all they could talk about. Oh, yo, did you hear this person? Got, like, you know, I was hearing the gossip when I showed up. So I'm like, okay, maybe she can give me a rundown. She gave me a rundown straight to a room with the HR lady that I remember. And I'm looking like, bro, I know where this is going. You are American, yeah. I knew. I even, like, they had the paper ready on the table. So at that point, I knew. So we walk in. She gave me the whole thing, like, yo, I'm so sorry. that She felt so sad. We had a good connection, you know? So she felt bad. But I said, I was trying to, like, make her cheer up. I'm like, yo, listen, it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're telling her. I'm telling her it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it was a great time. Yes, I understand. Like, let's, all right, now let's get through the process. I'm reading the paper. Oh, you got laid off for this, that, 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 you know? It's a shortage of work. That's, what, that's the excuse that you, they used. So when that happens... You're allowed to jump back on EI. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. So I left that place. And that was the same time that we left the shop. And for me, I was like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, you know, I got the job the same time that we got the shop. We left the shop around the same time that I got laid off. And so now I guess one of the side hustles we we're doing was deliveries. Yeah. So this is this is a perfect segue. So yeah. now we're doing deliveries for for a guy near our area, well in the West End, and he was he was solid. You know, like I personally seen him as a solid person because there was days when I was working at the office. I knew that the latest I could show up there was nine, so I would go and take a delivery run six a.m. to nine a.m. And I'll make sure I'll get to the office on time. So I did that for about four weeks before I got laid off. So I was already doing deliveries. And I seen how the owner, or not the owner, but like the guy that was running the show for deliveries, I seen how he was moving. And the fact that he was there doing the work himself made me automatically have a certain respect for him. That, okay, this this guy knows. This guy knows what he's doing. He's here to work. And he runs the whole show. So... He's obviously that some, he's understanding. He's understand. He, he he can understand you better too. Because exactly, if you have any problems, you, exactly. you understand. Yeah. So with him, he actually a few times hurt because he was closer with my brother because my brother would work more hours with him at that time, and he overheard my brother say a few times that we were having a business meeting. Yeah. So he then invited us to have the business meeting at the office space that he had. Yeah. And so I guess that's kind of how the connect first, obviously he tried to tell us, yo, just come to the office and watch the ball games, you know, yeah. that's how you get black people over there. <laughs> like, yo, I got an office for you. You can chill. You can do whatever you want. PS4. You could bring, yeah, we brought them PS4. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. doing the most of that guy. Yeah. So he kind of brought us in like that. And between us, like what me, my bro and you, 
he knew of us three pretty well. Yeah, because we were working for him. We were working for him at the time, yeah. Yeah. And so he decided to kind of, I guess, now have a business meeting with us. And that gets into this next topic, logistics. Logistics, yeah. So this is how logistics began. We were working for the guy. Just like this other business, we were working and it's get crazy. A, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's a man. skill. I think we do have a skill. I'm not gonna lie. That's crazy. Like the fact that we could go and work for someone and we know we we absorb all we the, absorb all of it, all the information, the flaws, the pros, everything, and then based on that, we make that judgment of okay, of we need to enter to this market next. Yeah, yeah. And with what I liked about him is that he realized we were serious. Yeah, because he knew that we were having uh, business meetings, and so he knew that okay. This is a business team of six people. He was at the time really flustered as one guy to, yeah. to he was with like three or four different delivery companies. Com- right? uh, contracts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was really like, he stressed business. himself. Yeah. He was, str- yeah. He completely stressed himself. Yeah. So he was at the time looking for guys to give up certain contracts to, I guess the smaller ones, yeah. he wanted to give it up mm-hmm. and that's when he had the business meeting with me, you, and my bro. And I think we sat for about two hours, two to three hours, and we just chopped it up. Yeah. And in November, yeah, that, this was November. So this is the same time around all of the, the things that are going on. He's now introducing us to the logistics business. And obviously, we're businessmen, right? At yeah. this point, we said, yeah. yo, get it. <laughs> Let's Easy. go. Again, we could do it. At, at that point, you understand profit margins. You understand expen- expense. You, know, you understand yeah. everything. So and when you're looking at the delivery business, you're like, bro. Let's try it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And from then, it's all history. Because yeah. now, now we got two two running companies, two running companies. Yeah, logistics company continuously and- growing, and yeah. it's the same team of six guys that are able to do two different businesses. Even though we had no idea what logistics was mm-hmm. when we first opened uh, Speedy Service Gears. Yeah. So that just goes to show like, you know, as time goes on, when you're in the business world and other business people see that you have a business background, because I think that's what really helped is the fact that we worked for him, but also because we had a business background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He knew that, okay, this, this is going to be a smooth transition. Yeah. So with that, it, it helped us grow. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I don't regret it one bit. The, the logistics no. business what? is probably the best, especially in a city that has an untapped market when it comes Very. to delivery. Yeah. yeah. And it teaches you about organization. Yeah. Logistics. It, yeah. It Everything has to like flow. It has to line up. Yeah. And that really brought us to a different level. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah. I don't think we would be here right now if we just had the, the if we only had detail, de- de- if we just yeah. stayed at the shop and we only had detailing, yeah. we wouldn't be where we are. hundred percent. No matter what we bring into the shop, no matter if we added the whole star services, we didn't have the shop, yeah. Yeah. imagine we had everything that you could dream of in a shop. I don't think we'd be this organized if we didn't have logistics yeah, and it's yeah. only been, so now that was so that we started logistics. Oh, and by the way, to, to elaborate on more with the whole service Ontario thing. So to open up a, a second company, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. it's actually easier. So you just go to the same service Ontario or whatever, you go with your business license and you just tell them you want to open up a second Assist- company. Yeah, it's a sister yeah, company. Yeah. yeah, we would say like a sister or brother company. And it's cheaper. It's 80 bucks. The only thing is that every November, we got to go and renew 
that license, that license for the second company mm-hmm. so the first company yeah you're dropping that 500 600 dollars but that one you don't have to renew yeah with this secondary company it's like a branch off from your first one but they make you renew it every, every year. year yeah and it's only what 80 or 90 bucks it's cheap yeah it's cheap it's Under relatively 100. cheap so once you open a first company the ones that come after that is so much easier that like because i remember i brought you with me the second the second one yeah so when we went to go open logistics i brought you with me to kind of see how it is and And we thought it was the same as the first process yeah we actually thought oh we're gonna have to go get a name search again we're gonna have to go drop 500 600 dollars yeah and it's like no it's like it's a lot easier so we opened that in november and now it's been about nine to like 10 months almost a year yeah yeah so it's been 11 months 11 months, yeah. No, uh, next month is, uh, is November. And we did it in the beginning, I think. Of November, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. That means almost. I got to go, go renew it. Soon. You got to go renew it. Yeah. But yeah. it's been a year. It's almost it's a, year a year. Yeah. Of like no regrets. No, zero regrets in the logistics world. Nothing. So, yeah. So, that's our whole story. That's our whole business background. I guess, yeah. Background, work history, and everything. So, I guess now we could kind of get into why we started the podcast and what we hope to. To at least, you know, gain from this. Yeah. So, so I don't know, you could start. Um, what do you so think? So, yeah, based, based on this, basically, a takeaway from this is, like, for a new listener, is when you start a business, you can, you get exposed to more different things. Exactly. Especially if you have the work ethic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, first of all, yeah. We'll go into depth with we'll that. Get, yeah, we'll get into <laughs> the, that later. The, 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 the criteria you need as an individual and as a company as well to, to be able to, to be to successful. Succeed. Yeah. yeah. But um, just in general, just when you enter a business world, even if you have one client, that one client can expose you to a couple other clients. Oh, that is it's the word of best mouth. way. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, best the best way. way yeah. Because now you have people coming to you. You're not even going to these exactly. people. Yeah. That is the key. A business person usually has a circle of other um, businessmen. Yes, exactly. So re- no matter what, you you will be hurt. Like People will know more about you as yeah. long as you do your part. Yeah, you do exactly. your part. People will know about you. So yeah. that's the takeaway. But the reason why we, we started this is because a lot of these, a lot, a lot of young guys, even older guys, they want to start a business. They don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the hard part. And that might, that might, that might have people like just completely kind of doubting themselves, doubt it, procrastinate, like, you know, a whole bunch of things. They'll say, you worst. know, whatever. Yeah. And that's the worst thing it's you can do. the worst do. possible thing yeah, you can do. I'm telling you right now, if you have a business idea, manifest it yes you have to you have to you have to you will never regret it because even if it fails you will learn you have to learn learn why it it. failed yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly you can't just assume that it failed and like that's it like you know some people might not even know that they have certain skills and qualities to be a great business person yeah something you have to something you have to bring it out of them and you know what's funny? I feel like that's what this business did for all of us. I was just about to say that. That's exactly Six what it is. guys, because none of us started a business. None of us. None of us thought. Some of us didn't even think about opening a business. Yeah. Some and of I us, think maybe out of all of us, one guy's parent had a business. Yeah. Only one. Yeah, one guy. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. But all six of us, we never even like tapped into that. Never. Ever. Yeah. But the thing is, it's, it's that when one person pushes you, like when one person from the group is saying, okay, let's mm-hmm. do this. The rest will kind of like, or uh, go with, uh, go online. Yeah, we'll go online, and then eventually, everyone's mindset will change. Everyone's business mindset, and then now. you start fitting, you start seeing yourself, and start seeing where you where, where you, you fit, fit in yeah. that company. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's when it becomes uh, like a, you know, like that's when things go. That's ex- just flowing, yeah, so flowing great. extremely well. So, yeah. So my point, the point of the podcast is basically talk about our failures, mm-hmm. our our success, mm-hmm. um, ha- eventually having 
other entrepreneurs, other successful businesses yes. uh, that are young, you know, uh, coming in and saying and talking about their struggles, yeah. their success stories, right? And from there, the the listeners can understand and absorb. And this is know, the knowledge we're giving you. Yeah, this is knowledge from so now, the business world. Yeah, if you wanted to open a a, a, a clothing line. Right, and if we have a, a person that started we'll a successful cool. clothing line, you will understand his 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 you know the obstacles. pros and cons. Yeah, the everything pros and cons goes and everything. So it's so much more easier for you to start. So yeah, the whole point of this podcast is so that we can all learn, and for the people that aren't in the business world, this gives you an insight. And the, for exactly. the people that are in the business world, like we can relate. At the end of the day, this is the things that we want to talk about. It's our daily struggle. It's yeah. everything that we go through. Yeah. And so it's just really about connecting the the whole world. Like personally, I want this to be a business hub. Yeah. yeah. I want people to be able to meet other business people. Like a networking podcast. Yeah, yeah. A networking podcast. Yeah. 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 So that's what I really want this to be. And with that being said, it's been a beautiful first episode. <laughs> The only AR knows how long I wanted to start yeah, this. Yeah, he's been on me. He's been on me. Oh, yeah, pause. So pause. Feels, yeah, pause. Oh, my God. And on that note, and on that note, let's get the hell out of here. Free uh, game, all game. Yeah, make sure you guys follow our Instagram. Free game, all game. G-A-I-N, not game. Gain. Free game, all game. Um... You can check us out there. We'll try to be active on the social media on platform. IG, yeah. yeah, on IG. If you guys have any any business entrepreneurs that you guys know that you guys would like us to interview. Connect with, yeah. Yeah, let 100%. us know. Let us know. DM us. We'll, we'll, we'll always respond. If you guys have any questions, DM us. Uh, we'll try to answer those questions probably to on the, the podcast. To the best of our ability. To the best of our abilities. Yeah, if we don't know it, we'll tell you we don't know it because we, we, we're, we're also learning as we go yeah. too. Every, not, day is a new, every day is a new lesson. Yeah, yeah. Every day is a new lesson. So let us know. Uh, stay connected with us. We'll have all um, all our podcasts mm. are going to be available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Yeah. So you, you, you'll see us on every major platform. For and podcasts. we'll try to have it out for you guys weekly. Yeah. So just stay tuned for that and keep an eye out. All right. That's a wrap. <laughs>